I don't know. Duck and cover, bitches. I feel like we're like, when we do those introductions, I feel like um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hello. I can definitely see that. Hello. Oh, my first day as a woman, I'm having hot flashes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very special episode, I would say. A very special episode of which podcast, Brett? A particularly dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We are here <laughs> to tell you what to do when we have a... PTS. Yes. I was going <laughs> to figure you were going to say it again and we have a camera close enough. Uh, close enough. If you don't know what PTS is and this is your first episode, this will be interesting. Yep. Yeah. You'll, <laughs> this it, is it. Hey, you're getting thrown in with the sharks, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This yeah. isn't quite a normal episode. This is going to be much shorter and probably more to the point. We'll still probably yeah. have our chat though. Yeah. We have a big interest in particularly dangerous situations. And one of the big points of this podcast that we created was to talk about how to prepare for emergencies. However, we realize with our episodes have gotten really long, it's really hard to fit in how to prepare and what to do during. Right, Brett? Always. Every time. We try. (laughs) Peanut gallery. We just, we have to say what we have to say and it takes a long time. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where I'm like, I mean, I guess we could say all those things, but I don't know if people want to listen to another hour of us. Oh God, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like what they listen to is more than enough. (laughs) This is on the heels of our most recent episode where Brie talked about Titanic and I talked about the blizzard of 93, the storm of the century. These particular storms or particular situations had to deal with cold and we are in it. Yes. Hilly. We're in it. We're in it. We're right there. I am in Northern California and we're having temperatures get down to the upper 50s, which for California is pretty chilly. That's um, definitely, you'll get down to the 30s. We'll get down to the 30s. Yeah. We'll get there. But like when I wake up in the morning and there's frost in the grass and there's fog outside, I'm like, okay, it's cold. Like that. Yeah. We're in it. For Brie, who is in Portland, she's going to experience very similar, maybe a little bit chillier and probably get actually some precipitation, maybe. Yeah. We're at least going to get rain, if not snow. Yeah. That might actually happen. A little flurry here and there. Yeah. And as we know, all of our many, many, many listeners, all three of you, Mm. live in various areas, which probably could get snow. Also. you're there. Yes. And there's people right now already getting snow and winter is coming as good old John Snow said himself. <laughs> so in his honor, we wanted to tell you about what to do when shit's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, and shit when it, gets cold. And when shit starts blizzarding, snowing, <laughs> all those things. That is a all word. the things. That's a thing. Not like the DQ, like the weather one. Yeah. No. No, we don't want a blizzard like that. I mean, well, I do want one I do. like that. I mean, <laughs> Actually, oh, we both do. God, I want one so bad right now. Oh, that sounds really good. Uh, that sounds really good. We want to make sure that everybody is prepped. Now, we always are huge proponents of ready.gov, our favorite mm-hmm. favorite website, because you can go there, you can look up the particular event that you want to be prepared for, and they will give you a white sheet or a PDF that will indicate, hey, gather this, gather this, make sure you have this. Da, 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 da. It's, it's fantastic. It's wonderful. But we were thinking this time around because it's winter, let's go with the blizzard prep, let's do this. So I went ahead and said, okay, we, so we decided uh, before this, Bree's going to do the I'm in it. Now what? And mm-hmm. I'm going to do the prep. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do the, like, I am the, I'm going to get ready for this. No matter what happens, this, uh, let's do this. Let's, let's be ready for it. So I'm sort of like the, the, the. You're the responsible one. And Wait, I'm the, so what oh, is shit. it? Is it the, the rabbit and the hare? No, that's, that's the speed one. It's the ant and the shit. The one who prepares for the whole winter and then, the, and the grasshopper, right? Yeah. And the grasshopper. Yeah. So I I'm the ant. That. I'm going to be the ant and Bree's going to be the grasshopper. So she's going to be like, I'm in it fuck what do i do and Mm -hmm. i am the ant who's preparing the entire time for it i think my first piece of advice is to find yourself an ant like brett (laughs) (laughs) because you're fucked 
Find it in Brett. And Brett, along with those uh, ready.gov, as we know, we yeah. love so fucking much because we talk about it all so the much. time. I also hit up redcross.org. Also uh, good. Safebee.com mm. and weather.com. A lot of really great information. I had to do a little research because I was trying to get more specific on how, right. what to do during, during specific events or right. um, surroundings. Yeah. Specific environments. Yeah. So, yeah. There's always going to be. So if we have an episode where we talk about something that's very specific, we're always going to give you to the best of our ability, a, a website that you can go to, to prepare you for said disaster. So um, also heads up to everybody who didn't listen to the last podcast. If you have not heard the last one, I apologize in advance for having a shitty microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I am using my Bose headphones because I quit my job and don't have my old microphone, but my husband just got me one. So love him to death and I'm super excited, but it's not here yet. So bear with us with the shitty quality on my end. (laughs) I will be trying to edit it as much as possible. It's much better than the first episode. Thank you, Brie. I love, I love Brie for doing that for me. So, oh, Brett, I love you. Oh my God. She's going to make me sound good. I want to say to this episode being, I think we have like blizzard theme, but I know for myself, probably Brett's too. This also works out just with very cold weather. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean that snow has to be on the ground. Nope. A lot of things that we'll be talking about on how to prepare and what to do during also works with ice, rain, or just nothing. And it's just cold yep. for some of it. Yes. And actually I'll give some, I'll give some direct examples with regards to that because I, lived in Vegas for eight years. And during my time there, the last three years, every single year, our pipes froze every year. Mm. And everyone's Mm -hmm. like, wait, you're in Vegas. It's sunshine. It's warm. It's the, no, it's the desert. It's the high desert. It gets cold. Yeah. I went to a couple different sites, but of course, ready.gov is our favorite, favorite site because it Mm -hmm. gives us the utmost of prep for every type of disaster. I love that menu. I love bar. it. Oh I my God. It. I like dropped it and it just, it gets me all giddy and warm inside. I'm telling you, it's on my phone. Ready to go. Yes. Ready to go. Ready to go. Oh my God. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Was that the so, point? Ready, go. Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. go on. Ready.go. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so blizzard prep. Are y'all ready? Okay. Winter storms can create a higher risk of car accidents hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms and blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. A winter storm can A, last a few hours or several days. As we know in my last episode, or our last episode rather, when I talked Mm -hmm. about the 93 blizzard was only a few days, but there have been other blizzards that have lasted a lot longer. Uh, mm-hmm. They can knock out heat, power, and communication services. So always be prepared mm-hmm. when it comes to the whole, like, I'm going to use my cell phone and call somebody. Guess what? Communication power down? Not going to happen. And you don't have any cans with strings hooked up to your neighbors. <laughs> You're not going to talk to them that way. Uh, <laughs> place older adults, young children, and sick individuals uh, at greater risk. So that's what these storms mm-hmm. do. They do place these particular individuals at a much greater risk. You want to stay off road. You want to stay indoors and dress warmly. Uh, You want to prepare for power outages. A lot of people don't know this, but when cold strikes, sometimes, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm escaping now because I'm drinking an entire bottle of wine. Power lines. (laughs) Power lines will snap and break. And they snap and break because trees that are weighed down with ice and snow will land on them. And then, Mm -hmm. hence, boom, power out. Okay. And also the cold can suck out power out of like batteries and stuff too. Exactly. So it really zaps all that stuff. So you have to be prepared for a power outage. You're going to use generators outside only and away from your windows. Yes. Everybody, I can't tell you how many people I've approached. I've been like, oh, I've got a generator. And they put it in the garage. Do you want to kill yourself? Because that's how you do it. I mean, you can... you can store it in your garage, but you, you have to take it out garage, when you use it. But if you're going to use it in your garage, guess what? Open the fucking door. Like, yeah. you have to have a place for those fumes to go, people. You can't just mm-hmm. use a generator in your house and call it a day. You just can't. Uh, you're going to listen for emergency information and alerts. And I will tell you how to do that shortly. Uh, you're going to look for signs of hypothermia and frostbite in the people that you're hanging out with. And you're going to check on your neighbors. Always check mm-hmm. on your neighbors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that they have people on either side. Let's say for some example, random, 
probably would never happen, but you never know in this day and age with the climate change and whatnot. I'm in San Jose. Let's say we have this crazy cold snap. I would go upstairs, downstairs, next door, next door, downstairs, make sure that all of my neighbors in the 360 were okay, safe, do they need anything, know that I'm alive, know that they're alive. That's what you do. You just Mm -hmm. do. Especially because like you said earlier, elderly and young kids are at risk. So you want to check on grandma next door. We did that often. My husband and I, when we lived in Philly, we had brownstones. So they're very close together. There's like zero lot line, the homes Mm -hmm. they're built right now. Like you basically share a party wall, but not your, your home, 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 home. He would always check on our next, next door neighbor, John and his wife, Wanda, they were elderly and he'd always shovel their sidewalks and shovel their stairs and whatnot, but he would make sure that they were okay. And I remember a time Aww. that like, we actually brought meals for them. We, you do what you do. You be a human, yeah. you check on your fellow man. You want to make sure that they're okay, that you're, you know, that they know you're okay. So yeah, check on be your part neighbors. of the community, be part of the community. So uh, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you know the risk for a winter storm. Okay. Granted, I'm in Northern California. The chance of my, like, in San Jose getting a winter storm, pretty small. However, yeah. it it can happen. You just never know. And I'm always prepared. So I, you just never know. But know your risk. Always know your risk. Mm-hmm. So determine where you're at and what your risks are. So let's say you, that you live in Mississippi. You live in a floodplain. Know your risk. Your risk is floods. Be prepared mm-hmm. for floods. So you live in Maine and you're in Maine and you know that you have a propensity to winter storms. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. So know your risk. Listen you to the radio. Listen to the radio. Prepare or your weather home. channel. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to like follow the weather to know what's going on. No, Sorry. follow Go your on. shit. Yeah. Uh, prepare your home for the cold. Insulation, mm-hmm. caulking, weather stripping. I know it sounds weird, but I lived in Vegas for eight years and we didn't prepare our pipes for winter issues. And we would vacation in Florida in December. We would go down there and two years in a row, not joking people, two years in a row, I get a call from the police department who came to my house because an alarm went off because my pipes burst. Mm -hmm. Welcome to, to real life. If you think or know that you might be affected by winter temperatures, which is anything below 40 degrees, make sure your home is winterized. That's caulking, that's weather stripping, and it's making sure that any outdoor pipes are insulated. And it's very easy. You can get those little foamy things that you can wrap around the pipes and you just duct tape them and then boom, call it a day. Your pipes are protected. And that's what had happened to us. And we got alerts Mm -hmm. from fire department. So... We also had frozen pipes that bursted uh, <laughs> right? behind the tub during the 12-inch storm. Uh, and one of the things that we have to do to help because we rent and we can only get access to so many pipes too, mm. is running our faucet at night, all the faucet, enough to where it's moving. Right. Uh, more than With a drip, but it doesn't have to be, yeah. yeah. And it's like you want more of a, more than a drip, but it doesn't have to be full blast or anything. You just Correct. want like a, a constant stream. Correct. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but do you know how much it fucking costs or how much of inconvenience to it is? To fix that I, shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And like if it gets on anything too, because ours was technically inside the house um, behind our thing. And like there was a wall that we had to take out. You that. have, if you have a pipe burst, it is the worst to try and get fixed. It's the worst. Uh, you don't, you, awful. you don't want to do it. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, okay. So pay attention to weather reports and warnings of freezing weather and winter storms. You want to sign mm-hmm. up for your community's warning system, emergency alert system, EAS, always download that if you have the ability to, or sign up for your neighborhood EAS. The NOAA, which stands for National Oceanic, I'm sorry, Oceanic, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, NOAA. My husband's been following that for years for snowboarding conditions. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic for all weather conditions. So please download it. It's fantastic. I love the NOAA. Wonderful, wonderful weather app. And then, of course, you could always do weather radio um, for emergency alerts. So I know it sounds kind of old-fashioned, but to have an actual radio on hand is actually really helpful in the event that cell phone towers go down. When a cell Mm -hmm. phone tower goes down, 
guess what? You have no apps. You have no connectivity. You're going to have to rely on radio, which is a short Mm -hmm. and it's different from your actual cell phone. So to have that is really, really essential. So having a radio is very, very important. It is. Yeah. No, it totally is because they are still used. Brett, how about you tell them about what kind of radio you have too? Because it's the kind that we're actually going to be getting soon. So I have um, an AM FM radio and it's actually a hand crank radio. So Mm -hmm. I actually have the ability to crank, 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 little arm power, but guess what? It works. It works very, very well. Um, You have various different shortwave radios you can get online from Amazon. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you should post a couple of websites that you can actually purchase these radios from. Oh yeah. Because these will be essential for anybody's like go bag. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have the crank radio. That's the one I have. It's crank and solar. So I I know a couple of you have a, have different types. Um, The battery powered is great. And actually I'm going to get into the battery powered issue. I love battery powered stuff, but there has to be an alternative. You have to yeah. have an alternative because guess what? Batteries fail. They also yeah. corrode. Things happen. And with the with the crank one, a lot of them, like you said, solar power, uh, crank, sometimes they have a USB port that you can charge stuff with if needed. Also good. Um, and they tend to have flashlights too. They do. So it's like an all-in-one. Uh, I mean, you should have more flashlights, but it's just a really great idea that you don't have to rely on any power source Correct. to get information Except that your own you damn need. arm <laughs> yeah or someone's arm at least somebody's arm <laughs> so i we do have one of those we do actually have it's it's radio solar it's so it's it's crank solar but it's radio charging uh flashlight and i think that's it so it's mine's a threefer but it's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And we got an REI. It's awesome. I've nice. only used it once or twice, but the radio did work and we played music mm-hmm. on it. So it works. So get we used one. to take ours to the beach. Love it. Love it. All right. So you're going to gather supplies in case you need to stay home for several days without power. Keep in mind each person's specific needs, including medication. So for example, my husband has a thyroid issue. He has to have a medication every morning. We want to make sure that we at least have seven days in advance. So if you know a storm is coming on Tuesday, you want to go to the pharmacy on Sunday or Monday to make sure that you have a full week's supply of your pharmaceutical yada, yada, yada. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's very, very important. You also want to keep in mind pets, specific needs for pets. You want to make sure you have enough cat food, cat litter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, dog food, dog treats, make sure you have water for the pets as well as for yourself. So you want to make sure you have at least 72 hours. So that's sort of like the the gold standard for emergencies is 72 hours. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I'm a little different. <laughs> I'm a little paranoid. So I'm always like seven days. Ah, I want a yeah. week. You know what I mean? And that's me. But the gold standard is three days, 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, here's my take on this. Batteries are great. Always good to have. Make sure you have it for your shit. However, we get into a mode where we live daily life and we forget about that shit. And then we go to get a flashlight and it doesn't fucking work. Here's what I've done. I've gone online and got a, uh, on Amazon and Brie, I'll send you a link for it. Uh, but it is a 12 hour glow stick. Okay. So you crack, you shake, and it's there and active for 12 hours. So it has nothing to do with corroding. Batteries don't go bad. It's like, it doesn't go bad. It doesn't, nothing okay, happens yeah. to it until you actually crack it. So I have a 12 pack of 12 hour white crackers. So like you crack it mm-hmm. and it's a bright white light for 12 hours. Love it. So I'm going to send you that link. I got them on af- off of Amazon and I'm so grateful to have them. I did super break nice. one out a year and a half after I had the package to make sure that it worked, worked like a charm, stayed glowing all overnight into the morning. And I'm like, yep, this is my jam. So the pr- I, I encourage everybody to have batteries for your flashlights, but at the same time, I'm like, they corrode. They, you know, we had a mag light corrode a mag light like a really good solid 4d battery Mm -hmm. big ass mag light corrode and that's a really sad thing because it's like you don't want to go and be in an emergency and use something and go 
fuck, I forgot to change the batteries. Yeah. So those little cracker lights are essential. And that's part of my bug out bag. So I will put a link on there for that. Um, you want to create an emergency supply kit for your car. A lot of people forget the car. And in winter emergencies, you're out and about, you're doing shit. And oh my God, oh my God, mm-hmm. there's a snowstorm. What do I do now? You want to make sure you have the right shit for your car. The problem with the car is that a lot of people, that's where, that's where most of the fatalities occur, unfortunately, because people are unprepared for that. So you want jumper cables. You want sand. Sand is great to just have a couple mm-hmm. of bags in the back of your car because it actually weighs down your car and gives you more weight so you don't fishtail everywhere. So those are great to have anyway. A flashlight or crackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a war- uh, you want to have warm clothes, a blanket, bottle of water. So my thing is yeah. always keep a hoodie in the car. Easy peasy. Find a hoodie you're not really partial to and just chuck it in the back. A blanket, mm-hmm. very, very important. Something that you don't necessarily need all the time. I'm not going to lie. I love the, it's called the big one. They sell them at Kohl's and Target. It's a ginormous, like, flannelly kind of blanket, and it's $10. That's not a huge investment, people. 10 bucks, a blanket, chuck it in the back of your car, forget about oh. it. Now you're prepared. Okay. Uh, bottle water. A lot of people that I know out here in California actually carry the big ass 24 pack in their back of their car because of the whole earthquake, earthquake, earthquake situation, earthquake, earthquakes. Mm. It sounds like good earthquake situation. However, yeah, those most earthquakes. of the places, if you have at least a 12 or a six pack, that's totally fine. You'll survive off of that. Okay. So have water, non-perishable snacks. My mm-hmm. husband keeps a cliff bar in the glove compartment or the um, uh, center console 24-7. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea. Really, seriously, not a bad idea. Yeah, no, cliff not bars, at all. They last forever. So yeah. just cliff bar it up. Okay. Basic treatments, small emergency kit. So, um, they sell them online. And again, Bree and I will post a couple of links, but Amazon has these really great car, uh, first aid kits, band-aids, tweezers, alcohol swabs, whatever. And then you add to whatever you want. So like for ours, I put in, uh, anti-diarrheals, anti-emetics. I put in, um, uh, very heavy duty painkillers stuff that like I, I don't normally take. And I just took one or two pills and put it in there. So like a couple of like, uh, naproxen, sodium, whatever. So put that stuff in there. Um, so whatever you want to add to it, but more or less like a general first aid kit for your car is always good to have. Okay. Um, you want to learn the signs, the basic treatments for frostbite and hypothermia. They're really weird. Please go online and research them. I promise you it's going to be life-saving. Okay? I'll be talking about those too, actually. Yes. Yeah. Bree's going to go into that. Because that's enduring, so I, I feel like. Yes. Yes. So she's going to go into those. Uh, I looked up some social media cues. If you're actually in a storm and you're like, shit's going down, hashtag winter safety or hashtag winter storm. Always mm-hmm. very helpful. And they will, it's going to be one of those things where like, if people are looking, they will find you. Okay. So ready.gov go, just go, go look it up, go check it out. Look at all the different types of weather events that you could be in, where you could be prepared for, depending on where you're at risk. Very important. United States fire administration, USFA gives you heating guidelines. So you're not going to be in your home, freezing your ass off, hitting yourself with a cold stove going, Oh, we're cool. Yeah, don't do it. They're going to give you some good guidelines and give you some outreach materials where you can actually have benefit and you're not doing stupid shit. So you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Um, United States fire administration, carbon monoxide, very important because a lot of people go and they put their generators in their fucking house. God. Please don't do that. Guys, don't do that. Don't put your generator in your fucking living room. Just don't. Please don't do that. Cause then you're going to die. Okay. So <laughs> have a carbon monoxide alert device in your home. If you live on the East coast. 
because it's always cold there or in the Midwest. It's very essential. National Weather Service winter storm materials, safety materials is also another link that I will have for you include uh, where you can click and actually go get like materials. But uh, back to the car, uh, jumper cables, flares or reflective triangles, an ice scraper, a car cell phone charger. Yes. Gas in your car. You can run your car. You can charge your fucking phone. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you can always charge your phone for the people who are at home. Anchor. Anchor. A-N-K-E-R, right? Anchor. Anchor. Yeah, that's what I call them. Yeah. Me agree. Love them. The unsponsored sponsorship of unsponsorship. We talked about this before. We're not sponsored by them, but God bless Anchor. I love them. They have the best chargers. They hold power for a very long time. Mm -hmm. If you plug it in, charge it all the way before a storm comes and you take it out and just set it on the counter, guess what? Two days from now, when you plug in your phone, you got a full day's charge. It's what I have in my backpack right now for when I'm at school. Me too. And for my iPad and phone and yeah. I carry it 24-7 all the time. I charge it up every night when I come home. I don't need to, but I do. Mm. And I make sure it's in my backpack every time I leave Mm -hmm. the house. It is very, very important. And if you have the ability to carry something like this on a regular basis, if you chuck it in your car, I'm guaranteeing you that it's going to last at least seven days before you have to charge it again. If not more. If not more. And if you could charge in your car, it's even better. And Anchor, I will say, is the best quality for the price, which that makes sense. Because my charger was about 30 and it was a 2006. 16 or 17. So yeah. a few years ago, um, it charges my phone almost three times uh, yeah. to full if needed. It could charge my phone to full if needed. If it was at zero, up I to three times. I actually tested this. Mine charges four times. Beautiful. To full. Okay. Within a 24 hour period or longer mm-hmm. because I've actually put it aside and tested it for, I did this like, I think four weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to see how this works. So I like put it aside, tested it charged all the way full, put it aside, left it alone. Didn't recharge it. Mm-hmm. Came back when my phone was dead, charged it again. I got four full charges out of my phone from one anchor battery. That's amazing. I loved it. And I spent $29 and change on yeah. that on Amazon. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. So get it. Okay. They have really um, nice wireless chargers and stuff too. Man, I need to email them be like, can you just sponsor us now? <laughs> You guys are amazing. Um, so I know it sounds weird, but cat litter in your car. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've heard of this, Brie. Mm-hmm. We are cat people. We know cat litter has great traction. Great traction. It's amazing. If you don't want to put rock salt in your car, put a box of cat litter. Mm-hmm. Totally works. Amazing. Helps it's you really get out of, Yes. like if you get stuck anything. and your wheels just keep anything. turning and it helps give you the grip to get out the friction. Gives you a little gusto. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. But the last thing I want to leave people with is flood insurance. I know it sounds weird, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. Flood insurance. Most property insurance policies do not cover flood losses. So you will need to purchase separate flood insurance. If your property is at risk for flooding due to snow melt, mm-hmm. snow melt, keyword snow melts. Okay. So if you're not in a floodplain, fine. But if you're in an area where there's snow melt, guess what? You might be subject to flooding. Yeah. Talk to your insurance agent about buying flood insurance. Flood insurance is available to homeowners, renters, and business owners through National Flood Insurance Program in participating communities. Keep in mind that a policy purchased today will take 30 days to be in effect. Everybody realize that if you're going to get a policy today, it's not going to take effect until December, what is it? Today's the fifth, sixth, seventh, seventh. Well, whenever they hear this, it'll be eighth. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So keep in mind, there's a 30 day lag. Okay, so if you're gonna get a flood insurance, great, good for you. You're in, let's say you're in Tahoe. Okay, and you're like, oh, we don't flood here, but guess what? You're subject to winter storms. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get flood insurance. Give yourself 30 days to make sure that you're gonna be able to recoup on that. Otherwise, you're not going to get the benefit of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you want to keep that in mind. You want to learn how to protect yourself financially from flood damage. Uh, flood damage. You can visit floodsmart.gov. 
And then, of course, don't forget your pets. You want to make a plan for your pets. So, mm-hmm. ready.gov, which we love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, has a separate um, web part of the website, ready.gov backslash animals. That mm-hmm. helps you prepare for your animals in the event of flood or flood from snowmelt. Okay? Or your fuzzy and non-fuzzy booze. So, guys, Bree is going to take you to preparation, but not even preparation. Like, uh, guess what? I'm in it. I'm yeah. in it. And yeah. it's happening. Now It's what? happening. So, the best thing you can do, as Brett and I keep saying, is to prepare, mm. making sure you have the items, like water and food, in your house, in your car, yep. on your person. I did kind of think about, like, well, I know kind of when you're in the house, what to do and Brett like a lot of preparation goes with the house and some of the car so I looked up what to do in the car when you're stuck on foot and if you're out and about like in the forest and get stuck brutal and you're stuck in the elements because it's I figure it goes along the same thing of if it happens. One of the things I do want to suggest are yak tracks, which are on my Amazon wish list, which are amazing additions to your shoes to help you walk through ice and snow. They Love them. are like little spikes on the bottom that like gives you really good grips uh, a lot. And a lot of that has to do with safety. I have walked on ice. I have slipped on ice. I did not feel good. <laughs> It hurts. I did twice in one night. I was very grumpy. You have. You have. I've, I've witnessed it. Oh, God. So <laughs> so you're in the car and the blizzard starts or happens or you're in a, like your car dies, whatever happens. You're in your car. You're not home and there's a blizzard. Yep. What do you do? First off, try to, if you like have any kind of bright fabric, red's a really good one. Fly that on your antenna. Yep. So it'll help so people can see you. You're going to check your exhaust pipe and make sure snow's not stuffed in there. You're going to do that every time you turn on the car because it is suggested that you turn on your car either five minutes for every 30 minutes or 10 minutes for every hour to help warm you up. When you do this, make sure you like give yourself a little ventilation with the car windows. Um, Or you get carbon monoxide poisoning. Exactly. And this includes (laughs) why you're checking um, for the snow every time before you do this kind of a pain in the ass, but it is what it is. Um, stay where you are. Yeah. Unless you see a building within less than a hundred feet or hundred yards. If you can see the building and you know, you can walk there fine, but visibility sucks. And it's really easy to get confused if there is like actual blizzard going on. And when like it's bright, even with the snow, um, it messes with you. It does. G- yeah. If you're out in the wild, GPSs are not that reliable. There was oh. a story of a family where the dad went out to try to get help because they were stuck in a forest um, in their car and he passed away from the elements. So oh. it is best no to bueno. stay. Yeah, he had two babies. Too. That's a whole other story. Oh. They're, how they got there was from some stupid punks keeping the gate open when it wasn't supposed to. Oh, um, and they got lost. So stay in the car. Make sure to keep yourself warm. It's suggested to do like little kind of jumping jacks or like push-ups every so often, but do not overexert yourself. This is included with the snow shoveling, and this is where the heart attack comes in. The cold plus overexertion can cause a heart attack, so be super careful with that. Also, if you're sweating, that's more – it can create a chill from the sweat if you're sweating too much and you're in the elements again. So just be mindful of what you're doing. So sometimes the hot and heavy is not a great idea if you're stuck in a car in the elements. Yeah, no, not so much. Um, It is suggested to, um, like if there is someone with you, the normal like cuddling thing, but also um, layer whatever you can on you. So that includes like removable floor mats, newspapers, maps, any kind of layering items, put it on you. It'll help with the heat. Yeah. Turn on your hazard lights or place a roadside flare near your car to alert other drivers. Turn on the overhead whenever you turn on the car. Turn on the yep. overhead. Yep. Uh, so people I, see you. Yeah, exactly. It helps people see you better. So you can do the push-ups and you can do flutter kicks for keeping yourself warm. <laughs> so if there's more than one person in the vehicle, take turns sleeping. If you're not awakened periodically to increase that body temperature and circulation, you can freeze to death. Yep. So those of you who don't know, like hypothermia, like when you are experiencing hypothermia, you actually get sleepy. 
Yeah. You, you become tired. Yeah. And that's why some people are like, oh my God, I would so much rather die in cold than I would in heat because I just fall asleep. That's pretty much what you do. Yeah. You literally fall asleep and it's comfortable, which is great. But at the same time, do you really want to die? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you kind of, because everything's slowing down with the cold, yep. make sure, you know, have your layers, have, have the prep stuff that Brett talked about, like the blanket and the water and the food. If you need to melt snow, put it like you want to have something like a water bottle, even that's metal or something that you can put Mm -hmm. like in front of your heater, put in your jacket and move. This also works that if you're on your foot, like on foot, or if you're stuck in the elements, have that water bottle. And honestly, those um, hand warmer things that they sell, those things are amazing. Yes. Like they are immensely helpful. I mean, if you had one of those, like, let's say you had like a four pack of them, right? You crack them open, put them on the extremities where it's absolutely necessary, foot, Mm -hmm. foot, hand, hand. And then when you're not using it, you put it in a water bottle or not in a water bottle, but against a water bottle to melt snow. Ideal. Even sticking it. Cause a lot of the thing is like making sure to keep, which I think is more the hyperthermia, keeping your core warm, mm-hmm. which includes like your neck, your chest and your groin, but mm-hmm. just like throwing in one of those pads in like your chest. So area. Great. Oh my God. Yep. You're going to, that's going to move. And those, the great thing about those is that they don't deactivate. Like they, they're completely applicable in any situation until you actually activate the little tab. Yep. So you, or like, do the whole crack, shaky, 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 shaky thing. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's, you can leave it wherever you have to yep. until you absolutely need it. And they have so. reusables ones too. I yep. have a reusable one where I just like boil it and then like let it cool. And then if I right. use it, I it's just got crack the little it. metal disc in it. I yeah. love that thing. So love cool. It. But the great thing is, is that the, the ones that they have that are disposable. Yeah. They, the, when you use them, you use them. But until you actually do something, they're they there. Last. They're, yeah. They last forever. One of the questions between the stuck in the elements and car that people are going to want to know is, can you eat snow? Yes, but it brings down that body temperature. So it's yeah. best to drink melted snow. Keep in mind, it's um, snow to water is 10 to 1 ratio. So it takes mm-hmm. a lot of snow to get to water. Yeah, That's where the using your body heat to try to melt it if you can. Or if you have a fire found in the elements or you can create a fire, try to use that to melt it. Don't yep. try to prevent as much as you can to eat the snow right away. Yeah, don't um, do that. <laughs> while you're in a blizzard, and you can get cold, you may not have power in the heating, stay away from the caffeine and stay away from the um, alcohol Uh as much as you don't want to. You want to keep hydrated because a hydrated body is a warmer body. It keeps you functioning. So keep that in mind. If you are going to drink alcohol, because we all fucking probably want to, (laughs) you have the water to match more than it and keep your body hydrated. That Well, the funny thing is, is that a lot, it's a big misnomer that people are like, oh, alcohol makes you warm. No, No. that's only a a, a visceral, like it's, it's just an association. It's not an actual thing. It's like, you're actually not warmer. Yeah. Your brain just makes you think like, oh, I'm so warm. You're not. You're not warmer, people. You're actually same or lower. Yeah. It keeps you from shivering, which is bad, too. Um, So because it's a depressant and how it works in the body, it does, like, bring everything down, which is bad. You don't want to be brought down. And the caffeine is super dehydrating in general. Even though it's a stimulant, it just sucks the hydration out of you. So, yeah, exactly. Alcohol actually does not make you warmer. It makes you think you're warmer. It makes me alcohol. It's a lie. (laughs) It's a lie. It is. Cover your mouth to protect your lungs from severely cold air. Um, Shut your mouth. Avoid taking deep (laughs) breaths and minimize talking. So with the drinking, whatever you can drink warm, like broth or juice or whatever you can get that's warm is even better. Yeah. So say you're out hiking or whatever, you're out in the elements, for some reason you don't have a car, whatever reason, and it's below, you know, it's close to freezing or it's snowing, whatever it be, you need to be prepared, but you're yep. maybe not completely prepared. So, so much. they have a few suggestions. So if there is enough snow, they recommend to build an igloo with a little hole on top. And they, so they suggest to build an igloo with a little window, uh, like window hole on top. And mm-hmm. you can make this out of like a snow drift. Yep. And 
the whole health prevent the buildup of the carbon monoxide because you're probably gonna have a fire in there. And then yep. you can a few inches across um, a 90 degree angle to the prevailing air, like you can put a stick up there and then put a shoestring. And that's where you can have um, two sticks for a makeshift snow cutter necessary. But also just having that string is really great for a water bottle that you have above the fire. Ah. to help melt ice if you have like a metal some kind of metal thing that's one of the so, big suggestions having some kind of metal thing that you can melt snow funny in. story mm-hmm. total aside but my ex-boyfriend and i got stranded in colorado because we threw our snowmobile off a drift oh god by accident had to climb up it was the last day of season. So literally no one was out and we were just kind of sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, waiting, waiting, waiting. We had one bottle of Dr. Pepper between the two of us. And we're like, okay, we're dying of thirst. What do we do? So we melted snow. We put in pine needles, SOS down the main drag and built a shelter out of snow. Yes. And that's what we did. So it's very, very similar. So I'm like, okay, I'm reliving this. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That's what we did. So, <laughs> that all makes yeah. sense. All uh, makes sense. Make a door with a tarp or branches and make sure yep. that it's at a 90 degree angle. And this will help from keeping the wind, like blowing it off or Correct. snow. And you don't want the snow to block your entrance also. And that's kind of part of it. Yep. So keep mindful of that. Yeah. If you do have a tarp and there's not enough snow on the ground, you can just pretty much make a kind of tent, you know, like put a string between two trees and put the tarp over. It's some totally. kind of shelter. Make yeah. a shelter. Have make a to shelter. Be. Make if, a damn shelter. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you, honestly, we, when we, when we got stranded, we found a cutout in a little grove of trees. Perfect. And we put, we put a bunch of tree branches down so we wouldn't feel the cold of the snow. Yeah. So we had insulation. And then we put tree branches above like this. So we would have coverage. And exactly. that was that. That was it. That and was that's it. shelter. That's one of the suggestions is building it with like whatever branches you have. And then whatever pine, you have. they said like pine needles, but really anything on the bottom to keep you from the cold. Mm-hmm. And it's, the pine needle is more of like a bedding if needed to make things more comfortable. And then they do kind of suggest in the shelter, like if you uh, poke a small hole through the side of the shelter that faces the door, it'll allow some cross ventilation also. Yeah. So you don't get the extra moisture from like breathing in and out, you know, it, it does make it quite moist inside there. So yeah. And yeah. like, and which having, makes it colder. Yeah, exactly. And then having the door open when the fire's actually doing it, they, they suggest like having the fire near the entrance. I know some people are going to, depending on how big your area is and how big yeah. the fire is. I yeah. just be careful because the melting snow and carbon monoxide be very yep. vigilant on what's going on around you. If you don't have any of that, it's suggested to just kind of like find low branches yep. and then even covering those kind of like what Brett was talking about, finding some kind of grove, low branches, something where you have a shelter. Finding a little alcove. Yes. You know, because your warm will reflect back to you somewhat and it helps keep you from getting like, yeah, having things around you, keep you warmer than you being solitary by yourself. Yep. Yep. So imagine yourself in a snowstorm and you have one you could be out and exposed where there's wind and snow pelting against you, or you can find a little gully, mm-hmm. okay, where you can carve something out, throw a bunch of tree branches, and hunker down. Mm-hmm. Where would you rather be? Hunkering down and thinking. You know I mean? And they hunkering say like down. anything like sleeping in the snow is dangerous versus having even rocks or grass or moss. Anything is yeah. better than sleeping in the snow. Yep. If you're with someone, of course, just like the car, sleep close together to share body heat. Yep. Does anybody remember that one scene from Twilight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, Edward uh, can't, he's cold. He has no body heat because he's a vampire. Yep. So Jacob yeah. has to cuddle. Yep. Yeah, me too. And so, he's like, get with her. And he's like, oh, I'm so yeah. mad right now. I can yeah. read your yep. thoughts just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh such a dog. Scene. Oh, dog. Yeah, Motherfucking dog. He was a wolf. Love it. <gasps> Bad joke. Build a fire. Try to have matches with you always. Finding anything. Caleb has this really cool, like, flint thing that, like, 
it's a whole tool where you can like part of its wood so you can shave that it, off needed i know it just goes yeah and boom fire i've but seen he, those and i love them well what's cool about it too is like part of it has wood so you can shave or the handles wood so you can shave off yep. the handle and then part of it has something else that's a quick ignite that you can like sparks yeah that yep. you can put in with the wood and then yep. do the spark thing it's love it crazy love it it's even more than the normal that I've seen too. Yeah. Um, but having something to do that. So yeah, those are kind of the best things. Again, uh, with the car staying with it, if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, trying to get any kind of uh, help, if you're stuck in the cold, there's a good chance that your phone's not going to work or it's going to drain the battery really fast. Yeah. Um, so the fire is even better to where if other people can see it, that's really important. Put it again, like if you are close to a trail, try to stick close to that trail if possible. And again, any kind of signifiers, if you can pull anything into a lake, anything that's fire rope, anything that will say, hey, there's someone here that looks kind of weird, please do it. Hello, you, notice me. <laughs> you know, the best one is peen SOS in the snow. That's my favorite. Oh, honey. that We did that first and then we put the pine needles over it. Oh, <laughs> we're I like, love okay. it. We're going to do this and then we're going to do this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're going to try. We're going to try. We did both. So yes, but SOS is a great tool. Use it. Everybody thinks it's silly, but oh, if no. you put that in. So let's say I was a pilot and I was like, oh, it's a beautiful winter morning. I'm going to go out and just look over everything and just enjoy my flight. But I'm up and over and like, here's a trail. And then all of a sudden I see a green pine leaves. SOS. Yeah. Am I going to ignore that? No, no, I'm not. No. I mean, and how many people have drones? I mean, flying yeah. drones oh up, someone God. can see it. There's tonight, a lot of chances. Yeah. I was walking the trail one tonight. So, yeah. 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 The things that you want to look out for during these times. So, those are kind of like the general tips of what to do during. And then I want to go into quickly make sure with your with someone or even yourself, keep note of signs of different types of issues like carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, huge. Yeah. So let's talk about frostbite real quick. Frostbite causes loss of feeling and color around the face, fingers, and toes. Disorientation. Yes. Huge. Numbness. You're disorientation. Like if you're acting like a drunk person. Well, that's more hyperthermia though than frostbite. True. Yeah. Oh, and also keeping any extremities covered. Uh, mittens work better than gloves. Yep. Having things over your ears. Wearing multiple layers is a really good idea because off and yep. on. They have like, if you go on one of the sites that we talked about, they will like go down like, you should have this kind of layer, this layer, and then you have a winter jacket and your winter windbreaker on top. Like this layers is really nice. Just making sure like I wear during the winter, I wear leggings and like running leggings and I have different types of thermals and stuff that I wear under my jeans to stay yeah. warm. And I double up my socks. I have a lot of wool socks now too. Frostbite. Signs are numbness, white or grayish yellow skin, firm or Ugh. waxy skin, which sounds disgusting. Ugh. The Ugh. actions is to go to a warm room, soak in warm water, use body heat to warm. Do not massage or use a heating pad. It hurts. Ugh. It hurts. I'm Don't sure do it, it does. Don't do it. Um, Just gentle. gentle, gentle, gentle. A lot be, of it can gentle. happen to the face, fingers, and toes. For hyperthermia, uh, which is unusually low body temperature, and this is a temperature below 95 degrees, is an emergency. So, like, keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Signs is shivering, exhaustion, confusion, fumbling hands, memory loss, slurred speech, and drowsiness. Oh, my God. Every day for me. Bert, <laughs> uh, you should check your temperature. The actions are very similar of going to a warm room, warm in the center of the body first, chest, neck, head, groin, and keep dry and wrapped up in warm blankets, including head and neck, so scarves and whatnot. Correct. So, yeah, that was all the what to do during. Don't, don't I mean, let yourself get cold. Yeah. Just I mean, a lot cold. of it is staying warm. Um, candles are not recommended as much as flashlights. No. I think those stick. I mean, if that's what you have, that's fine. But try to be prepared with the crack sticks. I think those are uh, light ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those and like really I great. said, I'll send Brie the link, but they have. I think I'm going to make my I test. I tested them. Prepare list. Yeah, like, I tested them and they were fantastic. They lasted yeah. over 12 hours. They were very, very bright. 
there was now granted there's no heat being emitted by them so if you're looking for something for heat you want to make sure that you have those single Animal single use kind of like uh yeah the, like the mitt warmers the fito warmers or whatever they work really really well they work for several hours and honestly they're fantastic and they're small they don't take up a lot of space so yeah that is how to prepare and what to do during a blizzard and Guys, don't uh, extreme, be caught off guard. Yeah, Just extreme don't. winter weather is very dangerous. It's very fun um, sometimes. Like, well, if you're- a lot of people. So, like, I I actually thought about this today, Brie. I'm not even joking. When I was like walking around, I'm like, who came up with the whole milk bread and toilet paper shit? Like milk bread and toilet paper. Like how much oh. milk you gonna drink? Like, come on, let's be serious. Yeah. Bread, yes, I get. It's sort of like a non-perishable item to an ish. extent. Like ish. Like you could last a week or two or off of bread or whatever. Toilet paper, yes, of course, it's essential. But like, who came up with that list? I do not like, know. Someone not very smart. I'm all about lists like water and water flashlights. You usually need in like everything and a radio. I'm all like beer, <laughs> batteries, and food. Condom, like lube, <laughs> radio. <laughs> Right? Just the essentials. We do not need blizzard babies. I do not need blizzard babies right now. It just it cracked me up when I was like, okay, wait, milk grid and toilet paper? Like, everybody goes to the store during a winter storm, and I'm like, what are you getting? Is that what they're actually getting I'm getting? like, Well, and there. also, another thing. You want to try to have these things around before, right before it happens. Before. these stores will sell out. Like, why aren't you going to have toilet paper on hand? Yeah. Come on now. Well, I meant like, like the water and stuff, but yeah, toilet paper too. But water, yes. Yeah. You know, but like milk, milk and bread. Like yeah. wh- who came up with milk, bread, toilet paper? I, I just want to know. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to find out. I just who know. Who came up with milk, bread, toilet paper? Every time before any kind of like big snowstorm that might happen in Portland or any kind of snow now, you go to the store, it's jam-packed and you maybe might get some water. You might get some food that you can use. Like no, if- you want PBR. Yeah. And that might be gone too. PBR and charcuterie. Ooh, I want that now. I want some charcuterie. So Damn. yeah, that's uh that's our episode. Guys, bonus. Yeah. Bonus episode. Listen, learn, take heed, prepare. Should it be prepare. like listen, learn, do? Is that like our end call of like listen, of learn, the- do or fuck the right off? Yeah. Like, Listen, learn, do, or die. Yes, that is it. That Listen, is... learn, do, or die. Yes, that is our like duck and cover, but also, guys, listen, learn, do, listen, or die. Listen, learn, do, or die. Like, you, you got choices. You can make choices. Listen, learn, do, or die. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Bye. <laughs> Tell them Love bye. You. Again, uh, listen to other episodes. You can find us on Instagram at PDS Podcast and also on Twitter. You can email us at pdangerousituation at gmail.com. And we are around to talk and say hi. Don't forget to rate and review us and tell us how much you love us. Bye. Love you. Bye.